Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another off-season recap slash future season preview. Today, on this great Monday, we are covering the team who had the third overall pick in this past NBA draft, and that would be the Houston Rockets, um, a once-promising potential championship con- contender only a few years ago with MVPs like James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul contender um, is now in a full, full on rebuild. So boys, Jack, how are you doing today? I'll just, I'm just, great, man. It's been, it's been a while since we sat down. So yeah. Um, yeah. Excited to be back with the boys. Hope you all had a great week. Let's hear about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dove, you look like you're just ready to talk basketball. Yeah, let's talk hoops. Let's talk hoops. We're here to talk hoops. Uh, Jalen Green, number one. The 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 pick last year that uh, mm, there was a lot of animosity and and reactions and and quotes and things that came out of of that uh, of that draft. But Jalen Green ended up, you know, starting the season kind of rough. We all, you know, we all saw it. Uh, early on but that's kind of what you expect from a young guard Uh, he brought it together near the end of the season he started really becoming consistent on a game-to-game basis um, putting up you know those 25 20 30 pointers Um, I love Jalen Green you guys know I love Jalen Green it's just Ah, someone take the mic. You love Jalen Green. (laughs) I don't like Jalen Green. So yeah, we're going like (laughs) always. Carvel loves Jalen Green. You, we're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna paint it like something that it isn't. From the start, do you know? And you can't lie. You can't act. You can't stand up here and and just completely lie like this. Like we didn't love Jalen Green in high school. Yes. I will say I agree. We did. We watched him grow. But then he talked shit about Detroit. He betrayed us. And now it's like I I have to stand with the boys. I stand with Cade. And it's not – he's a good player, but I don't like him. I don't like him. But that's my point. So then let me ask you this. Do you like him as a player? Do you love him as a player? Um, last year I wanted Cade over him. That's but not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, I, no, it's I a know, yes or no answer. Really. It's a yes or no. Do you love Jalen Green as a player, as a basketball player? I think he shoots a little too much, but yes. Right. Exactly. I don't like him as a person. I genuinely do not like Jalen Green as a person. I think he's a stuck up snooty basketball players making a million dollars talking shit about somewhere where he landed um words it's insane it's a joke but um (laughs) as a basketball player we have to we have to separate that we have to separate that we have to admit that Jalen green is a hooper like he is a hooper no yeah you know what i see the only thing i see on this page right here is free promo for credit karma money (laughs) No, I had to, so I had to get it. Off, I had bro. to get it off my chest. I've um, been thinking it this whole time. All right, but speaking, you saying that is free promo. That's literally you just speaking, brought attention to it. Speaking of what uh, you just said, 
for those of you who are listening on Spotify <laughs> or Apple right now, as always with all of our team rebuilds, uh, we have a visual component. So Look on this that. page, Tune like in. we were talking about, Jalen Green was our number what a one. Segue. So on Hustle and Hoops YouTube, you can see the visual component. You can see our beautiful faces. That's the promo. See us talk about it. Yeah, that's free promo for us. So um, oh, like always, we have our four stars, scores, slash pieces. And Jalen Green was drafted to be their franchise. Uh, they drafted a number two overall. Last year, there was an argument to be made that you might draft him number one overall. Um, however, like Dove was saying, he did not have the best season. So because of that, they had another top five overall pick back-to-back years, and they drafted Jabari Smith Jr., someone who they did not expect to be there when they when they were drafting. So do you think that's a sign of something, Minden, like that other teams were passing on him? Or do you think... It was more just those were the guys that they wanted. I mean, like did the Rockets luck out here? Get it? Like him falling I, there, or was that? I will say when Jabari wasn't selected first overall in this draft, I was very surprised. But that's because of what Vegas was saying and what Twitter was saying. I always thought Paolo was the best person in this draft, so I understood why they picked him number one. And OKC always wanted Chet. But that being said, they did get a number one overall worthy guy in Jabari. So this could be huge for them. We'll talk about fit. We will talk about it more when we get to the lineup. But they got the best over, they got the best guy available, and he might just be the best guy in this draft. I mean, like, like, I mean, other teams passed on him for a reason. So are you saying that? Like only like you can have multiple stars, multiple superstars on a team, but there's always one guy who's the guy. Yeah. Uh, JD, you think Jabari Smith or Jalen Green is going to be the guy of the future for Houston? Oh, that's a difficult question. I think Jabari has the higher ceiling, but obviously this year it'll be Jalen. And I wanted to say about the draft thing real fast. The Rockets completely lucked out. They didn't have to do any work. They were at three and just had to wait for whoever was left out of the top three. So they just took whoever was there. So that was very lucky of them. But Jabari has a lot of question marks around him because his summer league was kind of mid He had a couple decent games, and then he got shit on a couple games. Paolo doing some of that as well. So, I mean, he's young, he's raw, and he needs work. But I think for raw potential, Jabari was the best in this draft, for sure. Um, Yeah, so, Dove, let's talk about players three and four on this list. Um, that being two other former first-round picks. There's a lot of former first-round picks on this team now because they've not been good for a little bit. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., who you described as a certified bucket getter, and Alprin Shengun. Um, which one of those guys you think uh, is due to make a next step forward? Obviously, Porter's been in the league for a couple of years young, young, longer, but he's still quite young. Then. Um, and- Shengun had his promising rookie year. So 
do you think that's the correct obviously you wrote that this slide but do you think that's the correct order like at the end of the day like at end of this season you think Kevin Porter Jr. is still the third piece and Shengun will be the fourth so I think in production Kevin Porter Jr. is going to give you consistently like that third guy production I think that's his next step is becoming the his next step is taking a step back if that makes any sense um in his in his aggression uh in trying to score and things like that and instead replacing that with an aggression to play make and provide for his teammates uh and I think that is going to be his next step and why I put him at three, because I think he'll excel at that role Four, on the other hand, you know, Alperin Shingun, I think he has the opportunity to make the biggest leap. If given the chance, you know, they didn't love him or Usman last year. They really did not give Alperin really any shine. Um, especially I disagree he, with that. I think Alperin no, no, no. Like lot. when he, sorry, when he performed, they didn't give him any kind of like, real recognition for it real reward for it it was just you mean uh, to say give him his flowers (laughs) yes dude i mean to say the rockets didn't give shangun his flowers and i think if they do this year they might see that he could be playing the role of a guy like a bam out of bio or a that's the first guy that comes to my mind and that's all i can think of right now but the post playmakers, I think, I think that's one of the best roles for a big man right now in the league. And I think he can play that really well. Um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I th- sure. Personally, I think KPJ, I, I think he's been having, has had an overhyped career because he had, you know, what did he, did he drop a 50 piece? It's not why he's overhyped, but yeah. Yes. But like he dropped the 50 piece. He, he get he just is, we talk about ball dominant guys a lot. He's Pretty ball shit. dominant in a selfish way. Like he doesn't know when to give up the ball. He, he turns the ball over a, a shit ton. Like, he, yeah, he, he averages assists, but that's like, I mean, I, I'm just not a huge KPJ guy personally. I think Shen- By the way, he had 11 assists on that night. Yeah. I, but like, I know you he, said he, I, he, but you, would you describe him as a willing passer? No, if it's okay, shots no. there, he's taking yeah. it. Yeah, it, it, times yeah. out of ten. Well, like, that's I like what I'm Doug, saying. I like what Doug said when he said his next step is taking a step back yeah. because he, in the future, he's this, he's the future. He, he might just be the future starting point guard of this franchise, and the point guard needs to be able to play make, and give up the ball and. I'm not so certain he is that guy to do that. So his next step is definitely to take a step back. Right, because if it's not that, that, then he needs to come off. Yes. Then he, he needs to come off the bench. If it's not that, yes. then there's no room for him in the starting lineup. He could be like a now. Jamal Crawford type of player where he just goes out there off the bench and gets his buckets. Yeah, and that that's like I'm not saying he doesn't have a role in this team or this league. But as a starting point guard for a team, I just I don't really see it, especially on a team that has a guy like Jalen Green, who does a lot of the same things. As him. Yeah. Two top five picks. And a guy like Jabari Smith, who like Duville said, and I kind of disagree with like I don't worry about summer league. I worry if what happens in summer league 
reaffirms what my concerns were before the draft. That's, that's really it. Like, and it's not that I'm worried too much either. It's just like, yes, the shots didn't fall for Jabari. So that's really not a problem. I'm not too worried about that. It's shots won't fall every single time. His jumper looked good. He was taking good shots. Um, most of the time, except for some of those games near the end of them, like over the course of the game. Um, it was, of, his, draft, it was his aggression. It was let, his aggression. Like, let's carry this Jabari Smith yeah. talk into the draft talk because all three of their draft picks, uh, you can progress the slideshow here. I had to um, yeah, all, all three of the draft picks did play in the summer league, which is not super common. Like they, they played like pretty much every game. So like Dove, you were saying, essentially the moral of what you're saying is that summer league isn't overly important in terms of you know regular season numbers necessarily like we've seen it in the past like guys who have been summer league mvps start like turn turn into nothing but like some guys who you know prove their their worth in the summer league end up getting a two-way show up um they had a busy draft all these guys were first round talents for some people and there's a very decent chance that all three are going to be in their 10 man rotation. We'll get to each of our individuals, 10 man rotations in a little bit. Um, but I think everyone has the same consensus that they had a successful draft. And that, that starts yes. with their first yeah. pick in Jabari Absolutely. Smith. hundred percent. I was a huge I, fan of Tari Eason going into the draft. Yeah. Well. I was, I was going to say like, I, I uh, kind of agreed with Duville about the draft thing about the number three picks but it's just like it's a it's kind of a useless argument to make because then you look at the rest of the picks they made both years back to back years or not just picks but moves they made to get the picks um where they grab Tari Eason they grab uh Tai Tai they grab what was it last year how many was it Shengun Usman and Jalen Jalen well no yeah. I'm not counting I wasn't counting Jalen and I was counting the other guys they picked outside of the three but whatever either way it's like houston has been doing it right they know what they're doing this is what the teams who are in the top five should do top 10 realistically is if you're if you suck that much go do something in the draft go yeah. make some moves and they went and did they traded christian wood because why are you as a team with whatever and you're expecting to get the number three pick keeping a guy who's eating up money on your roster just it was a good trade i mean like we saw with the other trades like jeremy grant got just a first round pick like christian wood was not worth more than what they got for him so uh dove you were saying though that like you're saying the rockets are doing it right when they know they're not going to necessarily be successful they're going out and getting young guys and playing those young guys and obviously, like, you can't win with just young guys. And, like, that's not fair for the young guys um, to, like, to have that weight on their shoulders. But at the same time, the only young guy who's really shown much promise of their draftees in the past few years of to, like, really step up and be a starter in this league, not necessarily doesn't deserve their spot in the league, because I think a lot of their guys have gotten that far, but is really just KPJ. Um, like, I don't think they've really... So far, no one's been like super prompt and probably Shengu. Like contextually, I mean just in the sense of like making draft 
like like teams with top 10 picks that just pick that pick and then don't do anything else in the draft. That's that's all that's all I'm saying. So like, do, you, do you want to just start talking about uh the the rest of their offseason? Like because that, that was think, kind of their biggest yeah, yeah. Let's, I think, let's just I get think right that into was, it. That was their biggest thing. Is, yeah. So obviously their their off seasons began uh trading their big free agency acquisition from a couple of years ago, which was Christian Wood. Um, they gave up a first round pick to get him. The first round pick that I believe turned into uh, Isaiah Stewart um, in a sign and trade with Detroit. Like they were invested on him. He's a young player and they let him go for role players. So role players who won't play. Yeah. yeah who don't have a like ro- veteran role players. Yeah. The good way of putting it. Yeah. Veteran role players. So on a very young team, those are very decent guys to have. Like if you're the yeah. Golden State Warriors or the Philadelphia 76 or the Dallas Mavericks, but for the Rockets, <laughs> that's not a very, uh, like good trade in the short term, but in the long term, they're thinking ahead. This guy's not going to be on their team. JD, what was your reaction when they traded? um Christian Wood away like did, did you agree with that or he's like he could be on this timeline like what he's 26 like he could have been on the timeline with them um do you think this is them like throwing away another year or you think this this actually speeds up their rebuild no I think it's understandable uh they're get, getting Seawood's money off the books and they they said to themselves hey we're sitting right at three the top three picks at the draft are all big men. So we have Alperin Shingun, who we just talked about, had a promising rookie season. He's going to be there, and you have a top three pick and that you're not going to trade away unless it's a can't-say-no deal, which we know they didn't get, obviously. So it made all the sense in the world. I mean, getting all these uh, older guys, it doesn't make the most sense, but – Getting everyone, getting him off the books um, in the short term uh, opens up more like playing time for Jabari now and these younger guys. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah, I like it. You like it. You like <laughs> that's it. That's what I mean. Jack, do you, do you agree with him there? Yeah, that's spot on. Um, they knew they had a top three pick and they were getting a big guy. So they decided, let's get Christian Wood off our books and let's get a franchise guy. Yeah, and um, that they did. Speaking of getting guys off their books, the reason I asked, Maybe. like throwing away the season, but not necessarily, they bought out John Wall finally after finally. paying him forty-seven million dollars to sit on their bench the entire year. Um, they're now going to pay him forty-four million dollars or however much he gave back to play for the Clippers this year. Um, Can you believe this all started with moving a couch? I thought he fell down the stairs. It was that it was, was like an attic or something. I mean, right. what was it? What was Don't it go down the, the, rab- the rabbit hole now. <laughs> the, the ACL yeah, was on the court, was it not? And then the Achilles injury was at home. It yes. just, it was one after. He another. was already injured in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Further yeah, injured yeah. still. But his runs at Miami, oh, those YouTube videos were clean. <laughs> <laughs> so now that John Wall is off the books, who do you think it stands to benefit the most? out of that on the team does you think there's someone in, in particular we, we said jabari smith has to gain from c wood leaving 
Um, oh, wait, from Seawood living or from John? Oh, no, John well, for, well, well, I said for Jabari Smith had the most to gain from Seawood moving on. So who has the most to gain from John Wall moving on? And Dennis Schroeder, for that matter, effect as well. Dacian Knicks. Wow. I really, 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 really hope that they give Dacian Knicks some run this year. I, I don't know if that's a realistic expectation, especially if, you know, you draft Ty Ty where you did and you're, you're going to like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know how an NBA uh, coach necessarily makes those decisions and things like that. But if Dacian Knicks gets the opportunity I genuinely believe that he can form into the guy that we were talking about KPJ having to take a step back into. I think Dacian is that guy already. I think mentally he already is in that space of being just, Oh, I I don't know. I can't sit here and break down Dacian Nix's game because I just, I don't feel like it, but what I do feel like is continuing to promo him because realistically who are you going to play? Um, Who are you going to play? Yeah, yes. I mean, I didn't think John Wall would play anyway, even if he was on the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just because I mean, now that he's finally like good, office just... benefits the most. And the the fact yeah. of the matter was that John Wall wanted to play. Like he said last year, he was willing to play right. for the Rockets. And if they weren't going to buy no. him out, like I mean, I guess they could have paid him forty eight million dollars to sit on the bench again. But you know, in terms of acquisitions this offseason it was really headlined by those three draftees but they also locked up jay sean tate um but they didn't make any other signings beside that like like it's it, they're a young rebuilding team they're planning on running it back with with the guys that they drafted like like dove was saying they're building through the draft they're making moves through the draft um what do you got to say dove I'm... this is where it ends where i say them doing it right by the way this part don't don't do nothing. I know they, they don't have, have a lot of money. They but... have so many young guys. There's, they're not just going to sign someone and take like one of their young guys out of the rotation. It's fair. That's fair. We'll get into the. We'll get into the rotation. Yeah, yeah. We'll into, I mean, we'll I don't, that. We'll that. Like, I think we can just get into it right now. Because I agree. I agree. Like, let's just do it. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we got we got a lot of assortment. If you if y'all don't mind, I, I kind of want to. Get my, my rotation first. So the way we typically do take things, the honors, um, unless we know how a particular coach or team likes to traditionally run their rotation. Um, like we know some, some rotation, some guys only run a seven, eight, eight, nine man rotation. Um, we'll do with that. But in, in this case, most of the time we'll be doing a 10 man rotation um, who we think should be in that 10 man rotation, who will optimize their current success and their future success. So I think in terms of players, I think all of us will have the same starting five. For me, that begins with Ke- Kevin Porter Jr. at the one, Jalen Green at the two, Jay Sean Tate at the three, I got Shen Goon at the four, and I got Jabari Smith at the five. Now, before we were talking about this, there was a lot of argument about who the starting center would be. And I don't think they have a true center on their rotation. Because I think, I personally, I think Shen Goon was playing a lot of three last year. Um, Obviously, their roster was disheveled as hell, and like they were playing pretty positionless. And Shingun can do a little bit of everything, play the three through five. But I think Jabari Smith's frame is just bigger, and that's not necessarily saying like you're just going to plant him in the paint because that's not what's going to happen. But 
I think he will be the guy taking the jump ball. I think on defense, you're going to see him guarding the bigger man between him and Shingun. Um, Y'all can say that later, but for my bench, I got Terry Eason, Josh Christopher, Gary Bird, Kenyon Martin Jr., and uh, you need to, you need to throw a little veteran in there. Like you can't run every guy under twenty five. Boban, yes, as the tenth man. I'm um, with that, I'm and with especially ten. because, like I was saying, they really don't have a true center. I'm like, with the tenth. Bo- <laughs> Bo- Boban's really the only true center on their team. So Jack, uh, I'll go next. Yeah, you, you, you it's a little little different. I just uh, I have. Shingun playing the five and Jabari playing the power forward. But we'll see. They'll they'll try them both. It's positionless. It's positionless. It's, it's whatever works for the matchups. Yeah. Um in no particular order off the bench besides 10 uh and six. Josh Christopher, KJ Martin, Tari Eason, Dacian Nix, and Boban at the 10. So you, you had Knicks, Knicks instead of uh, Garrison Matthews. Yeah. Which is fair. I love I love Dacian Knicks yeah. coming out of G League Ignite. Yeah. But I just don't see him. I, I, I will also say the Rockets last year were playing guys 25 minutes one night, zero minutes the next night, kind of like the Thunder did last year. And I see that happening again this year. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I had – Okay, well, yeah. Uh, this, same same starting. I mean, it's – go ahead. This, and, yeah. this is me assuming Eric Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Forgot to mention. All of us. All of us assuming. As of recording this, Eric Gordon is still a rostered member of the Houston Rockets. Um, we're under the assumption he will not be. Or if he is, he will not he be. Play. He will not be in uniform. Yeah. It'll be a John Walsh. If no one trades for him, he'll get bought out eventually. Yeah. yeah um but yeah same starting lineup i don't there's I, I don't know if there's that much to argue yet about the jabari shangun thing i think there will be soon um i think there will be very soon uh but outside of that it's josh christopher i think i think summer league he showed us that he can both be extremely ultra aggressive like the two like that you know off this off the bench scorer spark plug but he can also be somewhat of a cool-headed uh facilitator ish uh for the team garrison matthews gary bird whatever you want to say uh i think he's just a mark a knockdown shooter you got to put him in there off the bench kj tari and i wanted to switch it up a little bit put usman garuba in there give him a little I chance just to i center. just don't see him giving him the, i don't I actually don't see, see him, him getting any minutes i just would love yeah. to see usman garuba get some run why not yeah. throw him in there i don't think you guys are going to be any better than you were last yeah. year by like yeah. enough to make you say fuck so usman garuba yeah of course no. <laughs> it, 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 it's the rockets Duville. um i got similar just a couple changes. I have Jabari at my three, Jay uh, Sean at my four, and Alpert at my five. Jay Sean is 10 pounds heavier than Jabari. He is a four. We've seen him. He's an engine. He's got his big body. Uh, still hate him because he went to Ohio State. At my six, big buddy, Bester. Uh, Jay Gup, and then 
Garrison, KJ, Tari, and then my 10th man is Ty Ty Washington. I really like him, and I want to see him get some minutes. And, I, I mean, they have a lot of guards on here. I can't I can't give it to Dacian Knicks. I, I mean, if they had the spots, then maybe. But my guy is Ty Ty. So, that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah, I mean, there's no wrong All, answer when it comes no to No argument team. to be made there, yeah, yeah, like, when it comes to this team, like, everyone's going to get a chance because they're still rebuilding. They're Like, we talk about teams like, uh, like I was saying, like, the Magic might compete for a play-in, te- play-in spot. I don't feel the same way about this Rockets team. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, bottom three. They have no experienced guys on their team. Like, they're, they're, they're rookie. Like, if we're comparing them to the Magic, obviously. Franz had a no much Wamba. better rookie season than uh, Jalen Green did. And, like, their young guys, are, they're just too young. So, like, everyone's going to get a chance to play. It will yeah. be led by the young guys. Jalen Green and Jabari Smith will have a chance to have very good seasons, and they're they're going to learn a lot about themselves this year. I think long that's what, leashes. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest like objective for this team is just learning what works, what doesn't work, what players are here for the long haul, and which ones aren't. And that's going to happen. That that that's going to happen. Don't Might be not shocked be. if some nights we see them play like 11, 12 guys. Yeah, would not be shocked at all. Yeah. Um, however, expectations are still low. So, like, they might not be getting the answers the they lowest. necessarily want to see. So, I think that that pretty much wraps it up for the Houston Rockets. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching and or listening. Um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Hustle and Hoops, Instagram at Hustle and Hoops, and subscribe to our YouTube, Hustle and Hoops. Like the video if you're watching on YouTube, please. It really helps. Thank you to any new listeners, new viewers who came. Uh, we had our best week on YouTube ever last week, so we really thank all of you guys. Uh, give them, Let's give, go. We're giving you guys your flowers. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> it. We appreciate it more than you guys know. Like 200 views, like we haven't awesome. had that before. Like it's awesome. We celebrate any milestones, articles, we celebrate <laughs> videos. So thank you all so much for on listening, watching. Over uh, under 20 wins. <laughs> I think under. I think I'm I think I'm taking the under. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. And with that, uh and uh that's it. So we'll see you guys Peace. for the next rebuild. Peace. And yeah. Peace. 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 Peace.